Thank you for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms and on the YouTube channel, The Subtext. Hello and welcome to The Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games in the Metacritic Top 100 list. I'm Lawrence and today I'm joined by... I'm Dan, welcome to the podcast. How are you on this fine day? I'm good. Today is apparently uh, the day of filming is National or World Video Game Day or something. Oh, is it? So, yeah. So we're celebrating video games on a good day, I'd say. And I mean... On World Video Game Day, as it apparently is, we're discussing quite a big video game. So this week we're discussing GTA 3, um, which, like I said, is, is a pretty massive game in terms of size and also just what it brought to the table. So Grand Theft Auto 3, originally released in 2001 on the PS2, it was released by, well, developed by DMA Design and published by Rockstar. It comes in at number 13 on our list with a score of 97. So this one's pretty high up there. And I I mean, a majority of, in fact, I think all of the 3D GTA games are on this list. They are. With the exception of Liberty City Stories, Vice City Stories, and the add-on content for GTA 4. Yes, that's right. So they, they were kind of the smaller mobile games, weren't they, for like the PSP yeah, uh, and the Vita and that. But all of the kind of the mainline 3D GTA games are on this list. Obviously, Indeed. the first episode that we did was GTA 4, which is number three on the list, I think. So yeah. we thought we'd go back and play through the, um, the PS2 era games in order. So starting with GTA 3. So firstly... What's your history with this game? I remember I told you about me uh, looking at the PS2 on store shelves in my local Sainsbury's, uh, which is a UK supermarket, if you are not from the UK, um, and used to look at GTA 3 and would desperately want a PS2. <laughs> um, so I used to look at the back of the case, but then I, I finally got to play it, got to play it around a friend's house, and we were just rampaging just taking turns passing the controller around mm. now, it wasn't until I got my PS2 which was maybe a couple of years later um, that I sat down and played GTA 3 and yeah um, by that point it had already started to age a little bit I suppose what I mean by that is that its sequels had already kind of surpassed it yeah. and it was difficult to go back but um so I haven't played it since then, which must have been about, I don't know, 16, 17 years ago now. Um, so, but I do remember it clearly because it's one of those games where you just seem to remember uh, missions, all the islands, all the things you can do. Um, certain missions stuck out to me. But yeah, yeah it was it was a real blast from the past and, and um, definitely had uh, strong memories of it and some nostalgia for it probably. Yeah. How about you? It's it's one of those games that I think anyone that's around our age that is into video game video games probably has some form of history with or some form of background. I mean, I I did own this on the PS2, probably not on release, uh, maybe a couple of years afterwards, but I played this game a lot back in the day. 
and as you've said games came out soon after like gta vice city came out i think 2002 so yeah. the year after gta 3 and kind of surpassed it and then san andreas in 2004 but yeah. this game was so different from the previous gta games because i had those as well and i played them and gta 1 2 and then you had gta london as well were vastly different from what gta 3 tried to do because they were points based games whereas this was more of a sprawling story crime epic so yeah, yeah. i mean I, I i played this game a lot back in the day and same as you i play it with friends you pass the controller around just cause as much mayhem as possible and you know go from there with it so I've, I've got a fair amount of history with this game and i don't think it's aged particularly well which we'll get on to shortly um but big question is what version did you play for this podcast so i played the ps2 emulated version on the ps4 which is very very accurate um obviously it's um made to fit larger more modern screens but uh they kept the oh, basically the the emulation here is on point so anything that you saw in the original game has transferred across um the frame rate is slightly improved but i believe there are still frame pacing issues um but yeah it's a, it's a decent version and to highlight how good a version it is really i'd say um i actually started playing liberty city stories last night on my ps3 because you can get that on the ps3 and yeah. that was stuttering that was really hard was it to really play. struggling to get by yeah i'm pretty sure it seemed to be about 15 frames per second it was slow down constantly that sounds really good <laughs> so we didn't have that so yeah that's a bonus isn't it and what console did you play this on i played it across a few so same as you i bought it on the ps4 and i played a little bit on there however I've had a very busy couple of weeks and I've been between here, work, all over the place. So in order to try and get as much gameplay logged as possible, I had to get a bit inventive. So I tried it on my PS2 as well because I've got the original game, gave that a little blast. But the, the console, I suppose you'd say, that I played the most of it on this time around was the iPad. And... I mean, anyone that's played a GTA game or any kind of console-based game on an iPad knows that it isn't the ideal thing to play it on. Um, but it, So, it, as someone that's never played it on the iPad, describe to me how that plays. It's... I mean, it looks exactly the same as it did on the PlayStation. It's the same game, except, obviously, unless you want to mess about and set up Bluetooth controls with it, which I know can be a bit of a pain... You just have to use, um, there are little, obviously the iPad's a, a touch tablet and yeah. there are like two little on-screen analogs in the bottom corners of the screen, which you use. And it's not the ideal way to play it. I mean, I really struggled with the control scheme for this game because of what I was playing it on. Um, so, I mean, in order to kind of get a fair aspect into this game, after playing it on the iPad for a majority of it, I've gone back and played a bit more on the PS4 just to get me in the mind frame of, you know, discussing the game because I think talking about GTA 3 just through an iPad um, experience probably isn't the uh, the best way to talk about it. But yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say um, 
controls take some getting used to on the yeah. PS4. Um, so I can imagine that a shift to the iPad would really take some getting used to. I can't imagine doing some of those more clunky, difficult missions yeah. later in the game I on mean, an iPad. I've played um, I've played GTA Vice City on the iPad before, and as well as that kind of plays, the controls are very similar to GTA Three, so it holds up well on the iPad, well as well as it can. But it's the controls that will screw you with um, with that game. So. You know, it's anyone that's looking to play this game again, I'd probably advise them not playing it via a tablet unless you're playing with a controller because it's hard to to play it that way. And that's as someone that has a lot of history with this game, has put a lot of hours into it in the past. But yeah, it was it was an interesting way to play it. Like I, I wasn't planning on playing it on the iPad, so it was um, unique. It was a unique experience, is what I'd say for it, I suppose. But yeah, don't, Sounds don't, unique. don't do it. Don't do it, listener. <laughs> so um, how far uh, into the game did you get? I got to, I think, towards the end of the second island. Very similar to when we played GTA 4. I didn't finish it this time, just because of time, unfortunately. But I know that you completed it. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've completed this game about two or three times in the past anyway. So I know how the story pans out and I know how everything ends. Um, but yeah, I got to about the second island and then I've done a few bits on the first island on my PS2 version and my PS4 version. So I, I mean, I got quite far on my iPad. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a long game. No. Um, I, I was just curious to see if you'd played any of the... There's a, there's about five missions towards the end um, that are pretty horrendous, including one called Sam. And it's one we had to shoot a plane out of the sky. I remember that you one. Had to, travel to the third island to do it then pick up load of packages and then get back to the second island yeah. with a four star wanted rating um and <laughs> i think that would be hell to play with with an ipad yeah i'm quite glad that i didn't have to experience that i mean <laughs> a lot of my complaints about this game do come from the clunky controls and just how badly it's aged it's always interesting when you go back to play old games that you played when you were younger and you're just like, how on earth did I manage to play this so well so often, you know, 15, 16 years ago? You just because... adapt, don't you? I think um, w- when we were playing games as a kid, you were playing either, you, you might be playing on the Game Boy, you might have been playing on the PS1 or the Nintendo 64. You kind of adapt as you're games progress. It. Yeah. And then to go three generations back all of a sudden, it can really throw you. We've been spoiled. Um, because I had the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Which is nice. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Spoil it. So, so we should rename this podcast "Spoiling All Our Old Games." Yeah, ruining the top one hundred list. <laughs> yeah. So, let's, there's a name change. Let's discuss um, the story a little bit. It's it's pretty simple, and like I said earlier, the first two mainline GTA games were more points based. They did have stories, but it was more arcadey, um, is what I describe them as. So this game was really the first of its kind. And you see all these sandbox games come out these days, free roam games. GTA 3 really was one of the first to do that and do it well. Um, yeah. And a big part of that, I think, is the story. And you can look at following GTA games like Vice City and San Andreas and you can pinpoint what they're trying to emulate. So Vice City is obviously a take on Scarface and... 
you know, all of those 80s Miami crime dramas, whereas San Andreas is more based on Boys in the Hood. Whereas GTA 3 doesn't really have a home like that. It's more of a a mashup. It's like a blend. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got, uh, you know, li- links to The Godfather in there. You've got links to Goodfellas, Casino, The Sopranos. Sopranos majorly. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you've even got um, a few people doing the voice acting in this game that, you know, have been in We're those in kind Sopranos. of films. Yeah. Plus um, Michael Madsen. Yeah, that's it. You know, it, it's it's not hard to see where DMA really kind of drew their inspiration for this game. And to, to put it simply, I mean, do you want to explain the story? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's there's not much to it, actually. No. And, and so one thing that this game is very jarring with this game, you go back and the cutscenes are literally... Um, you meet a person, that person gives you instructions for your mission, and that's it. Then you're off out. There's no, there's no real advancement except in maybe three cutscenes, and story is, you are on a heist with someone called Catalina, who is your partner slash girlfriend. She betrays you. She shoots you. Um, somehow you survive. Yeah, you get like shot then, in the face. Yeah, you you end up in prison. You escape from prison with eight ball, and then you basically go on a crime spree for all the local gangs. You go from the first island to the second island. First island is predominantly um, the mafia island. Portland. Yeah, second island is Staunton, and that's predominantly yakuza, um, with also some some cop stuff. And Donald Love in there as well. Yeah. And Third Island is really weird because most of the missions you get for Third Island are actually on the Second Island and you have to travel to the Third Island. So uh, that kind of references some of the pacing issues I think the game has. Yeah. I feel like the Third Island's a bit smaller and you just don't have many... Oh, a bit tacked on. Yeah. But actually, I think it's one of the coolest islands, but you don't have many mission markers there, which is really weird. Um it's it's a weird thing. So yeah, eventually, uh, spoilers, you end up taking down Catalina, who betrayed you, and that's really the long and short of it. Oh, nice. Said said the title of the podcast. Now. <laughs> very nice, like that. <laughs> but yeah, a little it, nod to us there. It, it it is a very simple story, and as the GTA games have gone on, you know they they have got a lot more complex. Like I said, Vice City. There's huge comparisons to Scarface, Boys in the Hood with San Andreas. And particularly in GTA Five, it's you know a mashup of heat of every kind of heist movie you've ever yeah, watched. Yeah, really satire heat though, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, I mean, Heat's a very serious film. It's more about the GTA characters, 5. GTA Five, yeah. than the story as such. But with GTA Three, your main uh, protagonist, Claude, doesn't—he's a silent protagonist. He doesn't speak. So apparently, he's a mute. Yeah, because he, he, he pops up in uh, San Andreas as well, doesn't he? And he yeah. doesn't say anything there either. Um, so, you know, it's it's very much a, a game that's just instructions, do the task, story progresses. There's no real character development or anything like that to be seen in this oh, game. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you think of Vice City, you'll think of, you know, Miami Beach and the, the 80s theme about it, but... 
as well as that, Tommy Vassetti, who is voiced by uh, Ray Liotta, is very much a memorable part of that game, whereas GTA 3 doesn't have that, you know? Yeah, and uh, your main character, Claude, throughout the story, he gets betrayed by the Mafia. He gets betrayed by the Diablos, which is um, a Hispanic gang. He gets uh, he goes against the triads. He doesn't really get betrayed by the Yakuza, um, but there's definitely some friction there. Um, he goes against the Yardies, um, the Puerto Ricans, and I was playing the game, <laughs> and I was left wondering. How is this silent protagonist annoying all these gangs to the po- the point where he efficiently does the job, but they all end up betraying him? Like, who is this person? <laughs> so it was really weird. I was thinking, literally, by, by the end of the game, you, you drive through the cities and everyone's shooting at you. If you drive into the Mafia area on, on Portland, they've got shotguns and they can blow your car up in seconds. It's, it's it, I just thought... Where, where does this come from? Why? I mean, it's a very, very simple story. Um, and it really lacks, uh, I think, the depth of later games. Um, but yeah, I was just wondering how this silent protagonist managed to annoy <laughs> the whole of Liberty City. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's a classic trope of older games, isn't it, I suppose? And GTA 3 really is a product of its time. And we alluded to it slightly earlier, but this game hasn't really aged that well, which brings us on to discussing the gameplay part of GTA 3. Now, we we both said that playing this game back in the day, it was very much, you could play it for hours and it would be easy because we were used to it and you know these games are products of their times. However, going back to this game 19 years after its release, and this isn't just me saying this because I played it mostly on the iPad, playing this on the PS3 as well with the same controller scheme really that I played it on back when it came out. It's the, the gameplay is the hardest thing I think to get your head around with this. Would you agree? Yeah, I think um, one thing that I don't know if it it may have been San Andreas that introduced this, but they introduced the second analog stick for the camera. Mm. I had real difficulty not being able to use the second analog stick to control the camera. So you're always waiting for the camera to catch up with you when you're moving around. Um, another big thing is there's no map. Apart from the mini map in the corner, you can't pause the game and look at the map. So that's a real issue when you're, you're going to a mission and it's on another island or it's elsewhere and you don't know where it is, you don't know the way to get there, you're on a timer. Um, also... The pay and spray logos and the um, eight ball logos and uh, your safe house stays there all the time. But the ammunition logos, they seem to come and go. Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. I'm not sure what the rule is for those. So yeah, definitely, um, definitely aged and refinements were made in the following games. It was hard to get used to, but it did click for me at some point. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, once you've been playing it for a few hours... It gets it gets easier once you're used to it, but it's still not ideal, you know. And yes. this game, I mean, we'll get on to our overall thoughts of it towards the end and recommendations, etc. But I mean, if you were going to say to someone who's never played this game before, "Oh, you should try this," I think they'd hate it. 
because it's so yeah. clunky. Yeah, I don't think you could recommend it to an obvious, uh, so to a modern audience who was used to playing, say, GTA Five, mm. and say, "This is what we had when we were younger." Yeah, they'd feel <laughs> sorry for GTA Three. Yeah, because I, I think without the nostalgia, without knowing the relevance of the game, um, it would be really difficult. Uh, you might have some outliers to that, but yeah, I think most people would have difficulty with it. Yeah, 100%. That being said, though, we always try and make a point of saying what our favourite part of the gameplay was and what our least favourite part was. So in terms of your favourite part of the gameplay, what was that? It's, it's hard to say. I'd say that two things come to mind. Yeah. Um, and those are when you, you, you unlock some of the uh, higher-powered weaponry, so you've got your sniper rifle, you've got your... I think it's an assault rifle, which you can zoom in from far away. Mm. But these two guns, you can zoom in and you can just take out the enemies from far away without them getting any shots in on you, which is yeah. always fun. And the death animations are quite satisfying. And the other thing is um, driving high speed into someone that you, you're tasked with taking out and seeing them flip over your car and you get that satisfying rumble on your controller. Mm. <laughs> That's always fun. And no, I am not a masochist. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure you're So not? how about you? Um, I, to be honest with you, I'd say kind of the physics. And it's it's a well-known thing with GTA that obviously there, there are a lot of cheats that you can input, which I didn't really mess around with this time. Um, but I remembered it isn't even a cheat. If you manage to get hold of a tank... Um, you can turn the turret behind you, start shooting, and you'll start moving forwards. Oh, yeah. And if you do that enough, you'll just start flying. You just take flight. And I, I did do that, and it was very fun. <laughs> but, I mean, in, besides kind of the, the stupidity of the physics and the bombasticness of it all, I'd say, overall, as much as I hate the lock-on feature in this game when you actually do manage to lock onto someone and take them down, it is very satisfying in terms of the gameplay for it. But yeah, it's very hit and miss when that does work properly. I was going to say, can't... I wonder if that's because it's, um, because it's such a clunky system that when you actually get a takedown on it, yeah, yeah, it's it like, feels oh, good. The game's worked great. Yeah, yeah. What was your, what was your least favorite aspect? It, I think the thing that makes this game really it's just I'm just thinking about playing it. Um so it's more random than any of the other GTAs. Very for me. much so. Um so the the cops, even on one star, they're so aggressive. Yeah. Like you'll get two of them and they're literally smashing you off the road. And if you're walking along they'll just they'll just run you down and then it just increases to the point where there's one mission where you have to do where you've got a six star wanted rating. And it's just chaotic. You've got the, obviously they call the army and they call SWAT in. Um, and there was a mission where you, it was, it was a mission where you had the six star rating. So you go out on a boat, you're picking up some stuff that a plane drops and you're returning to the second island. You have to go to the pay and spray. And uh, I went there, I had six star wanted rating and I drove into the pay and spray and a police car drove up behind me. So I got rid of my stars by this time, but the, the police car got stuck in the door. So I was, I was blocked inside the pain spray. It kept driving into me and then my car blew up. <laughs> yeah. So. The, the, the AI in this game isn't, um, isn't the best, is it? It's just so, it's so aggressive. And 
with with missions, there's there's a real element of luck that I don't think is there with later missions. Yeah, so definitely. so later games. So uh, so what you have to do is, especially for the later missions in the game, you've got to get uh, a good lot of weaponry. You've got to have full health. You sh- you should really have armor as well. You've got to kind of swing the odds in your favor, I suppose, so that you don't the random elements don't um, destroy you. Sometimes you get stuck on a mission, um, which is just randomly killing you every time. But yeah, it's it's, it's 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 the thing that makes it really entertaining and funny, but also at times frustrating. Yeah, it can be very maddening. So 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 what did you find frustrating playing the game? I think similar to you, the AI was just a real pain. And I know that you said to me about a week ago, um, one of the elements of like when the cops are after you and they try and pull you out of the car to bust you. <laughs> and if you drive, if you start driving off, they still just pull you out of the car. Whereas oh. in games after, if you start driving off while the police are trying to arrest you, they'll either just fall over because that's how physics work, or they'll um, they'll hang on to your car like in GTA Four. But because this yeah. one's so early, you know it's it's the oversights I think, which you can't. Blame. Do you know what? What I realise with that is that they do actually fall over but you have to be going really fast you have have to have picked up speed yeah so the distance that you have to have gotten is a lot further than what it is in other games so it is there but for some reason it just takes ages so you've got to be really uh but yeah i agree it shouldn't it shouldn't be like that because if you if you're getting into a van which is really slow anyway you're trying to pick up speed a cop goes to pull you out uh you get about 50 yards down the road and they're still pulling you out yeah it's like we said with this game we we always try to be very um you know neutral with these games and especially for games that we've played in the past it can be quite difficult to do that but i think with this game it's very hard to think about this game being in the top 100 games of all time when it's aged as poorly as it has and that doesn't mean to say that it's a bad game but as I've said previously, this was a product of its time, a hundred percent. And like, like, yeah, you, like you touched on. If you know, we well, went back to say to someone whose first GTA game is GTA Five, and say, "I'll oh, try this game that we grew up with," they, they feel sorry for us, because going back to something like this is just crazy. Yeah, but what what I would say is it's similarly to Link to the Past when we talked about this. This game was huge i mean this oh, game yeah, was really massive. important it's such an important game it changed the um changed the landscape yeah as you as you alluded to it it was it was basically the first i'd say it's the first sandbox 3d game that got it right yeah that's how i describe it um and dma design which turned into rockstar north indeed now they did a game called body harvest yeah. i think it's called on the n64, on the n64. Yeah, which is kind of a prototype for GTA. Um, it's kind of this big area. You've got vehicles, there's aliens. Um, it's nowhere near as polished, but it is a prototype and it's got the same kind of sandbox structure. And what I'd say is with GTA 3, one thing that really struck me, the city's small, but it's really detailed. You drive around, you see all the signs. Um, it's full to the brim of de- detail. Um, the radio stations, the billboards, all the cars, different pedestrians. It's a, uh, I mean, at the time, 
there was nothing, nothing even close to this. Um, and when when it came, I mean, I suppose you could say Driver was was kind of like this, yeah, but uh, it wasn't like GTA Three. It hadn't achieved that level. Now after GTA Three, you got games like True Crime. Sure. Um, you got games like Mafia. Uh, lots of games kind of copied the style. You had later on, you had things like Saints Row that copied it. I mean, there are, there are countless uh, games well, of things like Just Cause. As well as that, you've got the games that aren't even in this genre that started taking elements from Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. Games like The Simpsons Hit and Run. Um, yeah. Jack and Daxter 2, where you could steal people's vehicles. This game really... What's the word I'm looking for? It just pushed... Innovated. Yeah, it, it really pushed the industry into making loads of GTA clones. And I mean, The Simpsons Hit and Run was a massive game. And The Simpsons had always done things like this with games. I mean, with Simpsons Wrestling, which was obviously a bit of a copy of um, the WWF games. And then you had Simpsons Skateboarding, which was obviously a bit of an homage to Tony Hawk. So many games took elements of the Grand Theft Auto series and put them into their own games with their own spin. And you don't really see that much anymore. This game was a game changer, you know? Yeah, and like we talked about with Tony Hawk's, this this is this was at the time what everyone was talking about. Oh yeah. This was when this was the cool thing. Everyone was talking about this. This was when I mean, I think you could make an argument that this was when gaming became mainstream. And yeah, quite possibly. The PS2 outsold every other console in existence. So everyone was getting it as a DVD player. Everyone was picking up GTA 3. They were picking up Max Payne. Um, it was a huge, huge game. And the GTA series wouldn't be what it is without GTA 3 because as good as GTA 1, 2 and London were... They weren't GTA 3. Yeah, they 3. were just standard games, weren't they? They weren't anything particularly special. They're fun. Um, but... so, so, this, so, so every GTA game on the list, every uh, other game that kind of was inspired by it, they all owe GTA 3 because I, for the life of me, can't think of a game which even came close to that. In terms of world detail, I'd say something like Shenmue. Yeah. But Obviously, it's a completely different game. And then you also got things like Yakuza that that uh, were inspired by it and Shenmue. Shenmue. Um, yeah, so it's it's. I think it's a hard one because it's not it's not the most thrilling game to go back and play, but it's no. still playable. I completed it and I did have fun. Um, some missions I had more fun with than others. It's very, very, very arcadey. It's much more arcadey than the newer games are. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of driving and there's a lot of timers to get things. I mean, it's, it's kind of um, a great example of a mission that kind of summarizes this game is the mission where you start on the second island. You've got to take out nine coffee stands and yes. two are on um what's the something Vale is the third island yeah um some uh, i don't know it'll come to me um so yeah it's two are on a third island two are on the first island and five are on the second island which is by far the biggest island yeah. and you've got to drive across in eight minutes and take them all down and you don't know where they are until you get close to them obviously the mini map's not much use because there's no main map um, it's a very, to me, it felt like 
bit crazy taxi all the time. <laughs> um, all those kind of arcade elements tying into each other. And obviously you've got the taxi missions themselves as well. Well, uh, as well as that, there are some very clever missions in this game. Because I remember at the time, and I did it again on this one, it's on the first island. I can't remember the mission name. But um, there's, a, there's a guy that comes out of um, Luigi's club and you have to tail him in a taxi. But if you're smart enough, you can steal a taxi, go and wait outside the club, and this guy will get in your car, and then you drive him as if you're the taxi and take him away to be killed. You know, That's cool. Yeah, there, there, there are small little things like I didn't that, know that in this game that if you think a bit outside the box, you're like, oh, that actually works. But you wouldn't think of that. Like, I only know that because I did that years ago, and I remembered it from back when I played it the first time, and I found out about it because someone from school had done the same and they'd read about it somewhere. It's got all these small little elements that you wouldn't think would be in a game that's this simple, but they're there. Not many of them, granted, but they exist, and I think that's such a cool thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it really promotes, what do they call it, um, something gameplay where where, you, where basically it's... Um you can you can choose which way you want yeah. to go now there's a mission uh, where you kill salvatore uh, or they call him salvatore but i'm pretty sure it should be just salvatore um, and you go outside his club but i was looking online there were so many different ways that people were doing it some people were parking in front of his compound yeah um, blocking him and then just blowing up the cars um there's there's a roof opposite the club that you can climb up and snipe him um, you could theoretically uh, go up close to him and just let your car explode. There, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's so dynamic many ways, and it isn't handholdy. Like if you try yeah. and you know, kind of step away from the way the game wants you to play it in games like Call of Duty, the game freaks out and you fail the mission. Whereas with this, it's kind of like yeah, just do what you want as long as you complete the mission, it's fine. And yeah. you don't and- see that as much anymore in games because devs are so precious about you taking the the main route the route that's been crafted for you rather than going off to explore and do things your own way which i think games still do to some extent but i think the games industry is a lot more bereft because of it because there were so many ways that you could complete so many missions in games back in the day that you could do it a million ways and a good example of that is um gta 5 the phantom pain that I remember watching a video by um, Super Bunny Hop and he was talking about the first mission in MGS5 where he went at it from a different angle and it was like he was playing uh, playing a completely uh, new mission. And it's a shame that there aren't elements of that in many games anymore. It's just very scripted and linear, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love those elements because, I mean, it's why I love um, a lot of the Splinter Cell games. That's why I love Mm. the Hitman games as well adore the hitman games oh, yeah, just the way that hitman. you can just choose the way you can approach things yeah it's great um and with with gta 3 i think we talked about the randomness which is uh sometimes frustrating in the engine but yeah. i think that randomness plays into that because yeah as long as you're ticking the boxes they don't care how you do it no it's quirky. um yeah and 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 that can be that can be really fun for just dynamic gaming um because i can tell you that every single time you play those missions it's never going to go the same because the same cars are not going to be on the street the same pedestrians um the ai is not going to behave the same way um another mission that was near the end that i thought was really cool was one where you had to pick up lead for some reason someone had dropped 
I don't know if it's lead actually, it could have been, no, it's platinum. Um, someone had dropped a ton of platinum on the, uh, on the streets. So you're, you're driving around, you're collecting platinum and your car gets heavier yeah. uh, for each one you pick up. So by the end, it's really slow moving. But if you go on a hill, obviously the, the platinum weighs you down. So it takes ages for you to slow down. But the, yeah, it's those physics that you talked about. They really work quite nicely and things like that. Yeah. And they were the best missions when they're really kind of um, being creative. But I feel like some of the missions, they're, they're not... I mean, they're certainly not as creative as uh, no. missions in Vice City and San Andreas, I'd say. Oh, 100%. But like we said, it's this was really the first of its kind, wasn't it? So we, like we said with Tony Hawk 2, that this game introduced things, but then Tony Hawk 3 uh, like perfected them. Refined. Refined them, that's the word I'm looking for. And this was very much a game where it was feeling itself out, and it felt itself out very well, and did things so so well that obviously it's such a, a huge game now and like we said there are so many games that exist today because of GTA 3 it has its teething problems but you know why it's so highly regarded I I want to touch on the legacy of GTA and we've, we've done it kind of a little bit in um, earlier but as we've said the GTA games wouldn't be where they are today because of GTA 3. And I had a thought when you were talking about why um, the Third Island maybe doesn't have as many markers down and, you know, you're not on there as much. And I might be wrong, but I know just before um, this game came out, 9-11 happened. Yeah. And they had to change a lot of the game before it was released because... um, I think there were links where you could be doing some work for domestic terrorists. There were um, there was a building that there was, was twin towers in there. Yeah, exactly. There, there, there was um, there were some buildings that were based on the twin towers, and also I know that they changed the um, the look of the police cars and the police themselves yeah. because obviously in two thousand and one in New York, the police were basically heralded as heroes as were the fire departments and i think a lot was taken out of this game before it was released they changed the way that the dodo flew yeah um they made it really difficult to fly because they did not want people to be flying into buildings yeah recreating stuff and you know it's i mean i've said it a fair few times this episode but this was a product of its time and i think we would have like if nine eleven hadn't have happened, the the finished products of the original GTA three that they were bringing out might have been very different to what we got. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and if they hadn't changed it after nine eleven, this game would not have done anywhere near as well as it did do. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, because the Grand Theft Auto games are always covered in con- uh, controversy anyway. If they kept elements of that in GTA three. Because obviously this game came out to controversy anyway, but it would have been so much more, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's um, it's a strange one. I mean, they they the the prostitutes that that are in there. Yeah. Um, I think they were taken out later on. Actually, um, I didn't try it. But I don't know if you did. No, but I, I I recall it from back in the day where they get in the car and then the car starts bouncing. Just sit in the car with you. Yeah. yeah, and the uh, your health goes up, and you you suddenly got a bit less money. So you know what's going on in that car. Yeah. So, 
overall then, do you think GTA 3 is deserving of the number 13 spot in the top 100 games of all time? Um, that's a really hard question. Um, I mean, we've not even touched on uh, things like the visuals and, and uh, the amazing, amazing radio stations. Um, so I think this game 100% deserves to be on the top 100 list. But that's a different question to would it be on my own favourites list? It would not be on my favourites list. I think it's been surpassed by other GTA games. There's there's um there's one other GTA game that would definitely be in my top ten, but this probably wouldn't make my favourites list. But I do think for what it what it brought to the industry, it's got its place. Um, yeah, it, it it fully deserves its place because I mean all those other games that were inspired by it, it was the middle step again, and I think in, at the very least those middle steps need to be acknowledged. Um, and I, I was playing this and I was going around and I was driving around listening to the radio. Um, the radio does loop more frequently than I think newer games. I think the shorter segments, but, um, it's so funny and it's so sharp. Chatterbox FM. It's so witty. Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, (laughs) Oh, the thing with the nanny. Yeah. 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 It's great. Um, so, so. It was it was on the cutting edge of satire, but it's still really funny. I don't know if that's just just um, because DMA design are British and we're British, mm. so it's kind of very British humour. But I feel like after San Andreas, the humour, I don't know. It it seemed to be it seemed to go in the wrong direction. Well, it seemed to be bigger. It it kind of went in a few directions, didn't it? Because GTA Four tried to take itself a lot more seriously, and it was a lot grittier, and there was still comedy in there. But then when the fans said, no, we, we don't kind of like this as much, they went in the complete opposite, uh, like swung in the opposite direction for GTA V and made it too off the wall. Whereas yeah, the, I... the, 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 the 3D trilogy on the PS2 kind of had the right balance, I think. Yeah, I, I I really find these games funny. I was I, we were driving, I was just driving around and laughing out loud and... And uh, my girlfriend was also sitting there laughing as well. Um, it's just really funny, and I think a good a good um, example of it is Laszlo's character. Yeah. Laszlo obviously is on the radio station Chatterbox, but he's got a radio station on all of them. I think um, he's left uh, Rockstar now, though, uh, so he won't be on the next one, which is a shame. But in in this game, he is the sane one. He is the normal one that's trying to sanitize what is cool as in a talking about. And it's really funny. He's the straight guy, you could say, um, in the comedy act. Yeah. But by GTA five, he's just, he's a comic ridiculous. Yeah. He's a complete joke. Um, and I just think that to me is the dumbing down of the comedy. I mean, I didn't laugh anywhere near as much playing GTA five than GTA three. Um, and I'm not talking about the gameplay of GTA five, because obviously that's been streamlined a lot since GTA three. Yeah. But um, I feel like this game still, for some reason, I don't know if it's nostalgia, but for me, it still feels very fresh. It still feels like it's commenting on society. It comments on reality TV and the adverts and, and guns and yeah, all this stuff. Sure. It just feels so sharp. And I think they've lost that. It's lost its teeth. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. 
Obviously, Vice City and San Andreas are more of the same animal with some increases, but it'll be interesting to go to GTA V because I know that you've played it in the past, but you're not particularly fond of it, whereas I quite like it. And it'll be interesting after playing through these three. Um, and obviously, we've already done GTA Four. It'll be interesting. So we'll be jumping from San Andreas to Five, which will be a, a really interesting leap. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, it, it will be interesting to see where GTA Five stands for you now because i mean you played it when it first came out seven years ago didn't you but you've not really touched it that much since yeah and and i enjoy the gameplay um it's the tone i think it just misses the mark with the tone for me mm. um so so we'll see we'll see what we'll see what, see what happens with that yeah. but yeah so for me like i say top 100 list absolutely deserves recognition for doing what it did it would not be in my favorites though so um how about you yeah i agree with you it wouldn't be in my favorite so i mean i think i've mentioned it in a podcast before but vice city is in my top five games of all time um i, I love vice city and it's it's interesting to go back to this game to see where i suppose you could say it all started because gta 1 and 2 were really their own thing anyway yeah and I think I'd I'd give advice to anyone listening that you know thinks about going back to play GTA that might not have played it before. I'd give the same advice that you gave when we played A Link to the Past, where if you're really curious to see where this series really has its roots, then maybe go back and play it. But if you're looking for gameplay, you're looking for story, if you're looking for you know something similar to GTA Four or Five then you, you you could afford to give this game a miss. It's one of those games that you can tip your hat to and be like, yep, it deserves its respect. It deserves its place. But it's not a game that I ever really want to go back to play again. I mean, I said it before we played it that I really wasn't looking forward to going back to this game just because I knew how poorly it's aged. And I'd say that still stands. It hasn't aged well. It has its place. But I wouldn't want to go back and play it again, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I would never have gone back and played it if it weren't for this list. Mm. Whereas other, I mean, I played Vice City not a lot long yeah, ago. Yeah, same. Um, and uh, San Andreas, I adore. I think it's, I mean, for it to be in my top 10 games ever, mm. uh, I've played a lot of games and that just shows how much I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. Curiosity, if or if you love the series, if you're just a big fan of the series and you want to see where it came from, um, then you can see the steps, I suppose, that it took. But I've never played properly uh, GTA 1 and 2 or London. Um, I've played them briefly, but not, not properly. So I don't really have any, any inclinations to go back that far <laughs> with them. But yeah, it's it's been... I, I'm really looking forward to actually... Um, like I said to you, I started playing uh, Liberty City Stories last night. I'm looking forward to Vice City and I'm especially looking forward to San Andreas. Uh, can't wait for those. I mean, what, what I would suggest to anyone that is curious is there's a video that I've watched on YouTube um, by a channel called, it's called Gamers, but instead of an A in the Gamers, it's a V. Um, and they did a video that's about 55 minutes long called The History of Grand Theft Auto. And it gives you a full rundown of where DMA Design started off from uh, Body Harvest, GTA 1 and 2 being kind of commercial, not flops, but not being very well received, 
to then GTA 3 coming out and it goes through the entire history all the way up to present day. I'd recommend that to anyone that is curious because this series is really gaming royalty and Grand Theft Auto is so well known and so well loved and it's got a very long past as well you know I think the first GTA came out in about 97 I think so this is kind of you know golden age of gaming classic bringing up yeah I mean I've seen that video as well I'm also subscribed to that channel mm. um I, I I got a feeling I don't know if this is correct were, were the original GTA games actually made by DMA yeah so I think they were called something else back then though or they might no they were called DMA design because I remember the um... yeah they were DMA design because they were releasing they seemed to release their 3D games on the N64 because they did um, they did Body Harvest like we mentioned they also did Space Stations to Silicon Valley which was a which was a weird 3D platformer but also pretty good pretty quirky um, and then they did their the 2D top down stuff on the PlayStation it seems yeah well, I'm just reading now. DMA was founded in 1987, but like you said, they are they're a British company. They were actually Scottish. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. So they were they were founded in Dundee, but it's it was a, a really small team initially, and now they've got um, apparently about 650 staff as Rockstar North because you know Rockstar is one of the biggest um, biggest companies in gaming. But it's it's just crazy to think of those humble beginnings to what a huge um brand grand theft auto has become now and unfortunately take two is kind of bleeding it dry and it's become a huge cash cow for it particularly with yeah and and i wonder if i wonder if that's why the tone is not like i said it's gone from cutting edge to general i mean gta is not the kind of bleeding edge anymore um there was a time when rockstar were doing things that not only were the cutting edge of satire, then they had Manhunt, which is also probably in my top 10 games, um, which is the cutting edge of, I don't even know what you'd call that. <laughs> that uh, I mean, utter brilliance, but so dark and so edgy. Um, but now, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed Red Dead Redemption too, but half the creative team have gone from there. Well, one of the so, houses um, left recently, didn't he? Yeah, Dan Hauser left, I think it was. Mm. So I think it's just Sam left. Um, Leslie Benzies, who was also one of the very high up leads, and ov- obviously Laszlo as well. So I think it's just Sam Hauser left. I think it'll be interesting to see how GTA 6 fares when it eventually does come out. Because yeah. a- anyone that kind of watched the um, the PS5 launch will know that GTA, f- GTA 5 is going to be one of the first releases on the PS5. And I know that it annoyed a lot of people because the last GTA game came out in 2013 and we're now... Yeah, it's two generations ago. Yeah, um, I think people are really crying out for a new GTA. And I really hope that, you know, when they do bring it out, it is good. It goes back a little bit to its roots. And I'm also really hoping that it's uh, based in Vice City again. But I guess we'll see. I'd like a new city completely. Yeah, that would also be cool. Yeah, I I feel like... I don't know. Obviously, they've, they've still got Miami from Vice, or the the Miami faux Miami from Vice City. They've still got faux New uh, York Liberty lo, lo, City. Yeah, they've still got uh, faux San Francisco and so faux um, Las, Las, Vegas yeah, Las Vegas as well that they could use. But it'd be nice to, for them to do something completely different. Yeah, um, I think that's the only way that they refresh it again, because 
I feel I don't know. I feel like it's getting a bit tired now. I think I think um, I mean we talked about it. Red Dead Redemption Two was was great, and if they could do something like that for the GTA series, a bit more serious, yeah, with some funny moments, but we're there. still with that, still with that cutting edge that that Red Dead Redemption Two did have, and I wasn't expecting it of Red Dead Redemption Two to be honest. So I was I was quite pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, if you can get a protagonist in a GTA game that's as good and as grounded as Arthur Morgan, then I think they'd be onto a winner. Yeah. But, I mean, Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto are two completely different um, audiences, I think. They are, but they're the same team, aren't they? Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, I, I I know what I preferred more recently out of Red Dead Redemption 2 and GTA 5. No, I know what you mean. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting Anyways, one. <laughs> we've uh, done our usual... Rambling conclusion. Indeed. Um, known for our... Um, we should call them rambling conclusion. Well, quite. Then they're expected. <laughs> <laughs> so, rambling conclusions, Inc. That was GTA 3. Would you like to reveal the game that we're playing next? Indeed, I would. So next up is... We recently played Modern Warfare. And we're speeding things along. And we're going straight to Modern Warfare 2. So another very big game that I am looking forward to covering. Yeah, we, we've got um, we've got some quite big games coming up over the next few, haven't we? And I yeah. think uh, Modern Warfare 2 is going to be a good way to, uh, I'd say GTA 3 probably kicked that off a bit, so it's a good good uh, stepping stone, I think. So I think it will be a good episode, because you and me have both played Modern Warfare 2 quite a bit in the past, oh. and I think we both prefer yeah, it to, to COD 4. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, well... Um, as usual, if you want to reach out to us, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can email us at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com. And if you've got any feedback or any comments, um, you know, we always welcome that kind of stuff. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you and we hope you enjoyed this episode on GTA 3. Anything else to add? Yep. Nope, that's it. Awesome. All from me. Well, we will see you for Modern Warfare 2 then. Cheerio. See you on the next one. Bye.